episode is sponsored by Mountain Road Herbs. Soulmates, let me tell you about them. They are an online company with a variety of high quality organic grown herbs, spices, teas, essential oils, and botanical goods. I just love how passionate Mountain Road Herbs has been when it comes to meeting our needs and doing so without compromising the quality. Their goal is about people, plants, and the planet over profit. Mountain Rose Herbs products are vibrant, tasty, and good for us inside and out. Seriously, y'all, certified organic and pesticide-free plant-based products with zero waste. Ooh, and they even partner with organic farmers and wild harvesters to supply the best ingredients. So learn more about Mountain Rose Herbs by heading over to www.mountainroseherbs.com. Don't forget to use our code SOULFILLING10 at checkout to receive 10% off your order. Yes. All right. So welcome to another episode of SOULFILLING, where you get your soul fed. I'm Tiffany. I'm Jasmine. And I'm Kobe. And today, really really wanted to talk about cherishing life. And this is because, y'all, 2020 has already been crazy, but we just found out that we lost Black Panther, Chadwick Boseman, and it is literally hitting our hearts and our hearts are broken. And we we know how you guys are feeling out there. But his, his passing, has really sparked some some things in our souls. His life was so beautifully led. You can't help but get inspiration out of just looking at how he walked this life. It's just a it's a huge reminder to cherish this every single day that we have on this earth. Right. And it was it's no coincidence that it's crazy how we came up with this podcast. And then we just got the news that he passed away on last night. It really, I think, is going to, like, going into this podcast and with the topic that you came up with, too, I was just like, this is all happening, like, like clockwork, I feel. And it, it just really, it just caused me to go into a reflection mode of, like, just cherishing all of the people, all of my loved ones, all of my friends family, my friends, you know, everyone that's there for you on a daily. And my heart just goes out to Chadwick Boseman, his family. Um, it just not even, you know, we know him as the Black Panther, but he was definitely portrayed in, in, in the, in my opinion, in his, in his own example of the Black, um, Black power movement, so to speak, because he, he plays so many historical Black characters, such as like Jackie Robinson, James Brown, Thurgood Marshall. So I feel like he was always in the movement in his own way. And so I just, just with everything that's going on with with our country and Black America and Jacob Blake, George Floyd, I just feel like at this time, it's just to see another one of our Black heroes, it's like 2020, it's, it's really, really causing us to just open up and to cherish the people that we love. Yeah, and I also think that, you know, for him to have been dealing with this for four years and to have given us, you know, these various roles and, you know, done these various movies, 
it just it really is a testament to the strength of black people, especially our black men, because they endure so much in silence and yet they still, you know, persevere. They still set out to do, you know, the things that they are meant to do. Yes, shout out to our amazing, amazing black men. There's just, oof, I mean, they are they are the epitome of greatness because you know, just looking at, back at the people that we've lost, Nipsey Hussle, Kobe Bryant, and now Chadwick Boseman, it's really just, it's really just like, those are prime examples of what a Black man is and the strength and the leadership in the um, like magic of Black men. And, and if we're talking about cherishing, we should also talk about cherishing th- these Black men every single day because you know they i mean we as black women we go through a struggle but black men also go through a whole different struggle that we don't know anything about and if we just take the time out to say look you are doing amazing we believe in you you have greatness inside of you and i'm just so thankful for your presence i think that will help us love each other a little more and of course vice versa but oh man it's just I just don't like we don't understand why things happen like this and God's plan in life I just it's just too it's just so much like to be honest for some reason his passing or his transition kind of made me I'm, I'm really saddened by death but for some reason I feel like his death was a bit inspirational because of everything he put into life it was it was more so I somebody put on um one of the pages that I vanished like it's better to live a short life of legacy than a long mm. life of nothing and mm. and then um you know you were seeing posts that say um you know it's like a quote from Black Panther it's like in our culture death is not the end and we know that it was just like it's just it's almost like such a coincidence. So it's so crazy. But he he just his life is like an example of how we we got to live life despite our circumstances with faith and with resilience, because we saw that with four years of him going through cancer was the four highlights of his entire life, basically. Right. you know, if we're looking at the movies that he's done. And so. It's just like, wow. And it's just a reminder that like life on earth is precious, but life after earth, even though we don't know exactly how everything is, knowing that he's on the other side, we know that like there's something great. And that, that's, my, that's just my, and, and how, how important destiny and purpose is in life. It's just, it really makes you think. That, that's my perspective. What do y'all think? No, I, I agree, especially how you said life after Earth, because and I just think that's that's the point where I think so many of us miss because we constantly get into this routine of, of just our day to day life. We don't really look to 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 thinking how it once I make that transition, how will I be remembered? What impact will I leave on the earth or did I did I just put forth my best foot for every day and just go hard and then automatically it will be a byproduct that you leave legacy behind just 
based on your transition. So I just, I, th- I love how you highlighted that the life after earth, because we, once when we do die, we, we're not dead because everything that you left behind, we can still go and look to Chadwick for inspiration on his many interviews, many movies, many roles, and just see, like you said, his strength and how he, he endured on and it still gave us the best, still produced the best in spite of the the circumstance that he was in. I just think he's so, I just can't even imagine what he was going through on set and, and just going through on day-to-day living and just trying to, because, you know, in Hollywood, your image is everything. And, and so it was taking a toll on his body and um, just going back to some of the interviews and seeing things. And I was like, you know, I didn't even really notice. But then when I go back now, it's just like, okay, wow. Wow, how could I not have seen? But it's because I was looking at his energy. His spirit was so big and so so light and vibrant. You didn't even see the sickness. So, but I just I just commend his strength and I'm like you said, inspired. And for me, you know, I think about um, in the last episode I talked about um, thinking about your funeral. We were talking about going all in. And that was one of the first points that I made was to visualize, you know, your funeral. What will people say about you? What will people remember about you? And then using that to fuel how you go about your daily life. And so I think we really do just 2020 is making us think about those things. 2020 is just with this realness, it's just showing us like, man, life is short. Life is not promised. Tomorrow is not promised. So you really need to live a meaningful life. Yeah. And it makes me think of fear. You know, there's a lot of things that we want to do in life. Mm-hmm. And we don't do them because of, of, of fear. And Fear can stop us from living out our purpose and our destiny. But when we think about it, why should we have fear when death is basically inevitable? So we have fear about what other people think, what what's going to happen. Are we making the right decisions? Not trying to put our full hearts out there. Just so many things are based in fear when we need to be based in love and faith. And so I just feel like his life is a testament of like, he even said, like, oh, my God, let me pull up what he said. I wrote it down on our Instagram, Soul Feeling Podcast, if y'all want to go follow. Um, <laughs> it says, uh, he, he said, your very existence is wrapped up in the things you are here to fulfill. And he was saying. He was talking about purpose is the, the essential element of you and yeah. why you're here. The reason you're on this planet at this particular time in history you know, the, the, what you said about existence being wrapped up in the things that we fulfill and what whatever career path we choose, you know, the struggles and things that we go through, they're meant to shape you for your purpose. Oh, and that's so that's so good. And a lot of times that we we go through life and we're so scared of the failures. We're so scared of the tr- struggles when inevitably that is what's molding us in our purpose. So when you see that struggle or when you see that obstacle, say, OK, Something greater is at the end of this. Something, this is aligned with my purpose. So I'm going to inspire people because of this. And so take it on, not in fear, but more so in strength and faith that look, I'm going to take this and I'm going to take this like, like a G, okay? Because God made me for this. And so that that purpose thing, like you're saying, can you say the quote again that he has about purpose? 
it's the essential element of of you right he says it's the essential element of you and why you are here on this planet at this moment of history at this moment of history and so i just really want to say this it's like we have purpose <laughs> we have purpose and if we cannot let fear or doubts or whatever is coming up in our mind that is telling us don't do it don't do it when our soul is telling you you need to fulfill this do it because that is why this is why you're here on this planet at this specific moment of time know that you are not an accident know that you're on this earth to make some sort of change you have a purpose and i i just want to say that because i think sometimes we walk through life like this doesn't matter i don't matter no what god has put in your heart and we say this over and over again please what you're feeling in your soul please take a risk and please do it so <laughs> yeah i thought that i saw i'm like that was beautiful no yeah no, that was that was everything. And it when you like just switching gears a little, when you said the quote, it just really it really stood out to me. Like, you know, everything that's going on right now, we're I feel like we're going and we're traveling through through history. Like right now, right this is our present, but later on down the line, this will eventually be history. This will become history and a point in history. And how you move and the decisions we make will determine what side of history we are all on. And, you know, I say that to say because on yesterday I was watching the, um, the, the commitment march um, in Washington, D.C. at the monument. And it was just so, so beautiful and powerful on so many levels. Yes, I cried a thousand times just listening to all of the stories because I, the beautiful thing about it, 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 so it marked the 57th year since Martin Luther King would, had to make the speech, his very first, the I Had a Dream speech. And so it was a very, even that in and of itself, like how intentional they were in, you know, gathering Martin Luther King III and Al Sharpton were in gathering the, um, the commitment march, which is so powerful to me because it was just, and I know people like, and, and, and our young people, my peers, I have conversations. They're like, you know, it's, it's dumb. We're doing the same thing we did 50 years ago and we're still doing the same stuff. Reaction don't work and all this, that, and the third. And, and I, just, I just feel like everything, it comes full circle, but the beauty in it all is to see the collectivity the collectivity in this point in history, this marker in history. And I just, think that like change like when we say 57 years it seemed like that was a long time ago but when we look in history and to think that you know history goes back as is as, as thousands of millions of years ago so 57 years is really just a drop in a bucket and so I just think that um I'm just going out of place because I'm, so many emotions are just rising from the whole march. It was, like I said, it was beautiful, but being on the right side of history. And I just think that, I don't know, guys, how, how we use and how we use our voices in this particular present time in history can determine the rest of how history ch changes the course of history in the future. So just like, don't, 
I don't take for granted the power in unity. Don't take for granted the power in using your voice, standing up, speaking, sharing testimonies, whether they are, are in regards to the Black Lives Matter movement or just your own personal testimony. It still has so much power. And, and I just just watch how everything unfolds in history. I'm going to just leave. No, I totally agree with that. And I'll share this with you all. Um, Barack Obama gave a speech once and he said, and he was talking about legacy. And what he said is you have to see yourself as a relay runner. You have to see yourself as a relay runner. So basically we, we got, we have the baton right now. So we're living this particular time in history. We've gotten the baton from our ancestors, right? And we have it now. So what are you going to do with your baton? What are you going to do with your your time here on this earth. And so it just goes to what you said about, you know, nothing that we do is too small, nothing, you know, our our very existence is for a reason. So just don't take it for granted and really take, you know, power in that and really hold that high because we're here for a reason, we really are. So what are you going to do to advance that baton? What are you going to do to get your family, your particular family, our generation closer to where it is that we want to be? That's so good. I think like when Jasmine was talking about just like what I heard was look at the bigger picture, but know that the bigger picture is involves so many little bitty things. So every movement that you make has to be intentional and based in again, <laughs> you know, love and, and impact if we really want to make a change. And we, I think a lot of times we go into, especially, especially black people, because we've been through so much in America, we go into it like, you know, 400 years ago, you know, we've already done this. We, we, this don't work and it's a it's a give up mentality while there's a, a lot of other black people are like nah we're not giving up we're doing everything we possibly can we all really need to be on the same page a lot of times do not feed into the thing that this doesn't matter your vote doesn't matter your what you say doesn't matter that you don't matter that's why we say black lives matter not every every part of our lives matter the decisions we make matter. What we eat matters. What are we, how we love each other matters. We need, to, I want everybody, black person especially, to know that y'all matter in uh, entirety, in an entirety, not just your life, but what you're doing with that life. Because those things that we're doing is making up the bigger picture for how we're gonna leave this earth to make it better. And like you were saying, think of this earth. This earth is huge, it's, it's small, but it's huge. And within the galaxy, it's, it's so small. But still with that, to know that we are, we are just so magical is what I'm trying to get. And we have to think about the process. To think about a, a universe that's so huge, don't think that 56, seven years is a long time. Don't think that 400 years is a long time. We are part of the process. And each generation mm -hmm. needs to get better, but it's based on, like you're saying, Kobe, what are we doing with the baton? Are we walking? Are we stuck? Did we fall down? Are we are we breaking time records? It's up to us. Man. And, and that's, that comes with leaving a legacy behind. It's like, 
and, 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 you know, going to, you know, the two, the two, you know, the two sides of the black people, like we, and it, it, who could blame us for feeling like having that give up mentality? Like we've been doing the same thing 400 years, 57 years. It's like, you know, this ain't gonna never gonna work. We still constantly doing the same thing. But like you said, all, every aspect matters. And I feel like we have to be a little bit more compassionate on one another and understanding that where each person is, it's relevant. Whether if you feel like it's your duty to be on the front lines marching, that is relevant. Cause don't, don't discredit or discount and say, oh, that's dumb because this person does this. Or if someone is into politics and feel like their vote counts, don't discredit one another. I Like you said, I feel like we have to collectively get on the same page and understanding that with the because this, this is essentially legacy, what we leave behind, the traditions that we leave behind, how we want our vote, our voice to count. And, and when I say I like to use vote and voice interchangeably, because think about it, your vote, your vote is your right. Like, imagine this. If you was in your house and you, you had several siblings and, and you had a mom and a dad. Right. And your parents was like, OK. Guys, I'm just thinking of something small. Who wants to go to McDonald's or Burger King? And they told all the children to vote. Like, let's see where we gonna go, okay? Raise your hand if you wanna go to McDonald's. Such and such, raise your hand. Raise your hand if you wanna go to Burger King. What if it was three of y'all, or let's say five of y'all, make it an odd number. And um, and they said, and your parents saw your 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 hand up for for you saying, this is what I want to do. And they just looked over you and said, oh, okay, I'm not even going to count you. I'm just going to count your brothers and sisters. You would feel like, you would feel slighted. Like, why you don't want to count? Why, why is my opinion not taken, like, taken seriously? Why, why don't what I say matter? And so, and Obama said this in his recent um, interview at the Democratic, um, at the Democratic conference. And he said, the people that vote get to determine the fate of the country. So the people, and I thought is the people that use their voice gets to determine the fate of the country. And so, so many of us have gotten to this reverse psychology of place to where we feel like our vote don't matter. So we already, basically we strip our own voices away by not exercising that right. And y'all, I'm speaking from a place of experience. One, a person that didn't vote in the past for 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 several elections okay not several i ain't been alive that many elections but like for more than one election y'all and that just speaks volume so so i'm coming to a place because i was been in the conspiracy like all it's a conspiracy they gonna take our vote the ballot don't really count like they gonna rig the stuff at the end and and maybe they are doing that i can't sit, sit up here and say i know what's happening on the inside i don't know but i do know they can't take away everybody vote they can't cancel out and and rig everyone and make all our votes not count so if we could collectively use our votes and, and another thing with voting it's just it's like if our rights didn't matter why do they make it so hard for us to exercise them? Think about it, us getting locked up for petty crimes, getting felonies for things like traffic violations, um, petty theft, theft that's like like survival mode theft. Then you're not stealing millions, you're stealing like, like a, a, a honey bun and charging it as a felony, like things like that, or, 
or, or possession of marijuana, like, and, and, and what happens when these things happen back in the 90s? They were doing it so, so much. And to the point where, boom, one thing, your rights were stripped away. Taking away your your voice, taking away you 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 determining the fate of the country, all of this reform that we say we want. How do we think we're gonna get the reform if we don't pass certain bills and get in in, in the legislation? The if I can speak, but get points of legislation passed. So it's just like we have to really hone in. I know for years. It seemed as if it didn't work. But even going back to the to the 60s, they said if you wasn't a landowner, imagine right now how many black people don't own land. If they were still using that law, how many of us would not be able to be able to vote because we don't own house, we don't own acres. So it's like we've come so far to just to to, to take away our own power and say, I'm not gonna go to the polls. I mean, you don't have to like. Trump, you don't have to like Biden, but I feel like we should at least exercise the person that's going to work best for us. And whatever that is, and whatever you feel that is in your heart of hearts, I feel like we should exercise that right, exercise our voice. But yeah, I just went on a whole tangent. <laughs> Had to get that off my chest. No, that's, that's good. That's, it's so important because I think the main thing that you really brought up is why, why, Okay, we talk about systematic oppression. This is part of it. You know, the, the fact that they go out their way to, they created an entire system with laws, with different things throughout our history, so we don't have a voice, so we can't vote. So you know there is power in the vote. So if you look at things in our systematic oppression, look at the things that they're trying to get us away from, and then that, that, those are the things that we need to be paying attention to. Because Trump right now with the U.S. Postal Service, my coworker just broke this down for me with like some like a lot of southern states, I think it's seven southern states aren't able to vote by mail while the rest of the country is during COVID. So they are literally going out their way so that that, that we have a vote. Voting is so important, not only for the president, but for the Congress. A lot of people, I, I, if y'all don't know this, you, you don't you, you know this. I'll let you know now. We have to have a Congress in place that is going to let the president do what he needs to do. When Barack Obama was in presidency, he had a Republican Congress. So it was super hard for him to get anything passed. The fact that he got, was able to do a lot of things that he's been able to do, do in his presidency is amazing. I was in D.C. when he was president. They shut down all the national parks because there are some we are something in called a gridlock. So which means that. The governor's at a standstill because he's trying to get something passed and they won't let him. And so this is very important. Not only do we need to vote for the correct president, we also need to vote for a correct Congress and a correct mayor. Because all of these things are going to affect our livelihoods and our legacy. So know that your vote is so precious. They're, they will have been locked people up for that, killing people for that. So we want to use our power. And so I was just thinking about it as we were talking about the, the saying Black Lives Matter and how powerful it is. So let's go back to the 60s and 70s. I think it was maybe the 70s. I'm not sure. When they were using Black power. Let's think about it. Okay. <laughs> yes, yes, okay? yes. Because that, let's break down the words. We have Black 
power. And sometimes we do not understand the power that we have with inside ourselves, with little things that we can do. But if we go into the more spiritual world, we also have mm. power within, with God, with our minds. And so yeah. this Black power slogan, we have to really deep into that and really say, okay, that means I have power to change my life, have power to have an impact on other people's life. And what what I do and what I say, it really Black lives matter. So I just want us to dig deep into ourselves because um, and even on a a minuscule school level, like when I'm thinking about like the job process and stuff like that, like me leaving my leaving my my full time job, something came into me and it's like, you have power right power to leave you have the power to make Mm. it on your own so it's just like tap into that power in whatever capacity that you can but know Mm. that that's why people are they so power hungry but if you really know you have power within inside yourself so that is so good and that's and at the the commitment speech i mean the commitment march on yesterday that's exactly what he said. I, I forget who it was. I believe it was a, um, an attorney that was representing, I can't remember who he was representing, but one of the families that were, was done unjustly by the police system. And he literally said to say, he said, I need for us to get comfortable again with saying black power. If we can say black lives matter, we need to say black power and say it like we mean it because exactly as you just broke down, black power encompasses so much more than just it's, it's more than just a, a, a chant a phrase or something that we're saying it comes with the economic power the political power the group economics power the power in family the power in, in spirituality the power within yourself is so many areas and we want all areas to be strong we can't just be spiritually in the room meditating and not putting in no action financially economically politically and expect change to actually happen i mean a lot of times the system for so long, the system hasn't worked for us. The system has 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 had its flaws, but I'm still remaining to use the power within me to be optimistic, to know that what I do today can change. I, I still, we still have to have that, that, that still being vulnerable enough to know that the, the power that I exercise today now, now, because I, I know I'm saying vote, go exercise your political political um rights. And a lot of us are like, well, you know, what's the point? Again, I still have to go back to that because I have I've been having a lot of conversations and and when I remember when people would have these conversations with me, I feel like they were just force feeding a narrative of a vote, but not really telling me what what does it even mean? Why, why should I even vote? What is that right even helping? And so I'm saying this to say. It's just like going back to the mom and dad thing. Like I see voting as like is a thing such as this. So you have the parents, you have the um the the children, the siblings. So the 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 president is like the parents, so to speak. And the the rest of the states, we're all like siblings. So whatever laws the parents say is correct, that's what's gonna trickle down through the remainder of the state. So this is why it's important to vote. And so, and I'm not saying that, you know, 
the president we get in office is going to change everything and going to fix everything. And, and we're going to be like, you know, because because a lot of I think we do put a false expectation on the president, like feeling like they're going to just change our lives and we don't have to do works as our as a, as our as citizens, as our, as our, as individuals. So I'm not saying that, you know, it's going to be a, a one thing, one vote fix all, but I am saying that I am saying this, I feel like the Republican party is getting a little intimidated because they feel like this is potentially the pieces that can actually pass laws. And when you think about, um, I'm getting a little detail, but if, when you think about Kamala, her background, in, in in the legal system, in the courtrooms to actually get laws passed, it, they're feeling a little fear, just like, you know, because I've been watching both sides and in the political, I mean, in the Republican party, they are serious. They're saying like, y'all need to get out and vote, just like the, the Democrats are quote unquote saying, y'all need to get out and vote because they know a lot is in jeopardy here if, if they don't get out and vote. But for us to not vote is to give them an extra, vote if that makes sense so it's a, a saying that says silence is compliance so if you don't use your voice you basically are complying with the way things has been um and the, and you want to continue with the way things are, are going to go that, that's so good too because um and i like when you were talking about black power in all areas of our lives and um and that's something that we talk about often like we all have a purpose and so, you know, our purpose is talking to you guys about voting on our platform, but more so, you know, just to live the best life you possibly can on Soulful and Podcast. That's one of our purposes. You know, we have, we know, shout out to Afro Yoga or Yogi Jazz. So they're, they're in the spiritual space when they're meditating, making sure people know how to grieve. So people are, so we have people with Black Lives Matter really leading the pack. Tamika Mallory, like, we have different areas where there's black power, but in every area we could, we don't have to do all the work, but we could supplement the work by just being more positive or with just listening, with just sharing or with just voting. It doesn't take much. It's one day early vote, be a part of the impact with the small little change that you can make. It's, it's more, it's almost more of a struggle not to vote, if, if that makes sense. Just, just supplement your Black brothers and sisters that are out here on the front line, literally risking their entire life so we can make a better life for us, and we really can. So I'm 100% with you, and I thank you for sharing that because it's just so, it's so, it's so important. It is. And I and I just wanted to speak for the people because in my family, my grandmother, she's always been a very advocate, strong and using her, her voice. But it was it was the men in my family for me. I never seen my dad vote. I never seen my my uh, my uncle vote. At least I don't think I could be getting this wrong. But from from what I know, I it was never something that was brought up in my household. So that's what I why I think legacy is important and I and what makes me think about this is when I read the Michelle Obama's book Becoming and in the book she talks about like how I want to set an example I want to set a legacy so 
I bring my children to the polls with me. I let them see me voting. But if you were never exposed coming from a background where, you know, you've never seen anybody vote, you don't even know the importance. So no one ever really talked to you or told you the importance of why should you vote? Why shouldn't you vote? It, you just really need someone more than saying, just go get out and vote for you to feel like it's uh, it, it means something. It's more than just, you know, um, something that you're just checking on a ballot. Is so much deeper than than you know. Just go out there and vote. It's it's you're making a monumental stand. Whether it goes the way you don't you want it to or not, you're still taking a voice. You're still taking a place. You're still having a stay in the conversation as to what's going on. That's so good. So, so kind of switching gears. We don't have to get back to that gear. There's a quote. That really spoke to me if we're talking about cherishing life and things of this nature that I'm trying to find right now. And it's from Vic Stott, the Vic Styles on Instagram. She posted this in her story and it really spoke to my entire soul. And it kind of goes back to and Soul Feeling Podcast is about making sure that we all are living the best lives we possibly can. That's it. You know, we're helping each other and you guys get through life in the best way with healthy solutions so we could have a fulfilled positive life that you deserve and that what God wants for us. So anyways, this is what the quote says. It says, I have never lived my life based on fear. Every decision I make is rooted in faith. If I'm doing it, it's because I have faith it will work, even if it means sacrifice. My resiliency is unmatched. This faith alone is how I've been able to make it this far, how I've been able to overcome so many things. The faith that I cannot F up my destiny, that whatever is for me, I will have regardless of what detours or wrong turns I take has gotten me into places, pages, seats, and hearts of many. Even when my moves were risky, even when my friends and family did not and could not understand. I always come out on top because faith. Try not to operate from fear or doubt. Try to operate from faith and love. You may end up a happier person. Um, and I love the end when she says, I always come out on top because of faith. And it just makes me think of God, right? There's so many things. We have the power within and then we have God over here really really doing this thing but if we're not operating in faith faith that we have hope for a new a new world a, a better world for ourselves and for each other whether it's if you're looking at things from a personal standpoint a family standpoint a community standpoint or a world standpoint we have to hold steady on faith remember what we said in one of our podcasts said something about faith <laughs> we said faith moves God. So though things may look crazy, they may, things that has happened in the past may have happened and, and we might be seeing a cycle, but if we're staying on faith, if we're staying on faith collectively and we watch how God moves, that's how we're going to get this thing to move. It may not make sense, but if we have in our hearts, like something's going to change, <laughs> then that's when God's like, okay, yeah, yeah. You got faith in me. It got faith. Let's, let's work. Let me do the impossible. And that's really, I mean, if you look at people's lives, no one is no one is moving forward or doing miraculous things based off of a lack of faith. Mm -hmm. 
That's good. I'm so glad you brought up God because there is, I mean, we can't talk about legacy and not talk about Jesus because he left his legacy. And that is how, you know, us as Christians, we base our lives on. And uh, whenever I was going off to college and, you know, I was having my little wild phase and then I was like, okay, this is not right. I'm not living right. I had to find my way back to God, back to Jesus. And I started going to Bible study and um, some things that they, I have some notes here that I do want to share with everybody. And even if you don't believe in God, I'm going to break this down in a way that, you know, whether you're a believer or not, that you can learn something from, you know, the life of Jesus. And um, the first thing is you have to be born again, right? And what that really means is you have to commit. You have to decide who you want to be, the kind of life that you want to live, and you can't be afraid to change, right? So you have to get to that place where you're like, okay, I'm going to make the decision to be the best version of myself, and I'm going to do, you know, whatever it takes to, you know, to live this meaningful, fulfilling, uh, fulfilling life, to leave, leave this legacy, and um, I, I'm just going to commit to it. And a verse that I want to share with y'all is John 3, 3. It says, truly, truly, I say to you, unless one is born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. And so, like I said, this is just the first qualification to get to become a believer. But like I said, if you're not, it's just commit. Whatever plan you have for yourself and for your life, commit to it and don't, you know, waver from that. The next thing is prayer, silencing yourself. Um, that is something that Jesus did all the time. He left, he would go and pray, he would go and be in solitude and he would pray and he would silence, silence himself. And um, we have a podcast talking about that, what to do in solitude and how to separate yourself from the noise and to really gain clarity. Because when you're, when you're trying to figure out what your purpose is and why you're here on this earth, you're going to need that clarity. And in order to get that clarity, you have to silence yourself, silence the noise and really understand what is it that I want to do not what is the um hopping on the next you know train fad train and doing you know this quick get rich quick scheme but what is it that I want to do that is going to make me happy that's going to fulfill me that I can chase after every day and not get tired not give up but that's going to give me life give me energy give me you know it's going to make me want to wake up and jump out the bed and say hey let's go let's do this right so you have to silence yourself. You have to pray about that. Um, and then you have to listen. That's the next thing. Um, I mean, <laughs> in order, when you're silencing yourself, you want to hear from God. You want to hear from that inner person, whatever. You want to hear that inner voice. And so you have to listen. And um, Tiffany said it, talking about just faith and belief and being grateful. We always talk about it. You know, just you have that grateful heart and you are grateful for just life itself. You're able to move differently. You're able to have a mindset change, a heart change when you're just grateful, grateful for the struggle, grateful for the people in your life, grateful for just whatever. But find those things that you're grateful for. Um a few more things, just being obedient, being obedient. So like I said, once you have that plan, once you have that understanding of what it is you want to do, be obedient 
and follow through on that. And then the last thing is just sharing, service, practicing kindness. What other way to leave a legacy than to mentor into others, to give to others, to um, feed into others. And that comes into different forms. It can be from helping someone, caring for someone, um, encouraging someone, comforting someone, giving, teaching, whatever. There are so many ways that you can be of service and that we can share and leave a legacy. I think about, you know, us and what we're doing with this podcast. The, these recordings, our blog, you know, that would be around forever. That is our legacy. Um, we were the first graduating class of Dawson. You know, that is our legacy. Going back to that school and talking to those, you know, girls the, on the basketball team, whatever, just talking to the kids in general, like that is our legacy. That school is our legacy. Our spirits will be there forever. So whatever it is, just follow those simple things. And I believe that you will be able to leave a legacy that you will love and that will live on forever. Yes, that's that's so good. There's two things I, I just want to hit on that you were saying. Mm -hmm. And I, I think kindness um, mm -hmm. is so huge and in being kind to others. Cause because you know, if we think about Chadwick Bozeman, we didn't know what he was going through, you know, at all. And so, uh, and that's just like anyone else. We don't know what they're going through. Hopefully they're going through something good, but let us make sure that we leave a legacy of kindness and support and love because <laughs> we all have our own battles, right? But if we're there to just be kind, that's a simple thing. That's a supplemental thing. I feel like leaving a legacy of kindness and I feel that's that's what he left. It, it lives on in your spirit. It hits it hits a lot more different. It hits more with love than anything. And, and then you said something about listening. Mm -hmm. And when I heard that, it's like listening. We talk about how our emotions are are factors of how we're supposed to move. We feel sad. Why do I? We feel sad. They're lessons. So I want us to feel when we're listening. What is the feeling do we have when we're making the decisions? Do we feel peace? Do we feel love? Do we feel joy? Or do we feel hesitant? Do we feel like mm, something doesn't feel right? Do we feel forced? So think about those things and then you'll be able to align yourself with your purpose essentially by just listening and feeling because everything that we have that God gives us is intentional. So I just want to point out those two things that really resonated with me. Yeah, I, I agree with that. And and one thing to know um, when you are listening and it kind of ties in with what you were saying as well with solitude, I think it first it stems from going into that solitude place. And, and I love how you were you mentioned sometimes, you know, you might go with the next big thing because you didn't really sit down and, and see if that thing was for you. You may have to sit down for a week straight. You might not be able to just sit down one time and meditate on this thing and get the answer, like boom. You might need to sit down for a month and just really listen to see what it is until you have the clear answer that God wants to pour into you. A lot of times we we get impatient or we start thinking about the the worldly timeline that we, we put ourselves on this mental clock and feel like we gotta get it done at this time. But I know um, Robert Kiyosaki says this. He says, 
a patient decision is better than a rest decision because at the in the end you're going to end up paying 10 times more for the decision that wasn't for you so it's better to just be patient and take your time and make a good sound decision the first time versus just rushing into something because it is gimmicky it sounds good it sounds like it's gonna be the end all be all the, the fixer the quick fix no 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 we shouldn't be going to to, to seek these types of things because like one thing I, I pray for now more than ever is just to make to to have that discernment when something is for me and to act on it when it's when the time is is right because I mean the time could be right right then and there or the time I need to be pushed off until tomorrow or the day after that or next week it's okay it, we ha- we oftentimes get this um this fear of missing out. And so we get that sink sink in in our mind. We feel like we're in competition with the next person. Or we feel like if I don't get this right now, X, Y, Z is going to get it before me. Or And then it, it causes us to lead into a bad decision. So I just want us to like really want to hone in onto that, being okay with going into solitude and listening when we're in solitude and listening for more than one day. If you're not clear, it's okay. It's no rush. You're not in a competition with anyone. So just really being patient and to see, because what is for you is for you. Nobody else can get what's yours. So you don't have to be in a rush if it's it's designed for you. Like it's, there is no rush, only the illusion of a rush that we put in our minds. So I did want to. No, and that's so good. I'm so glad that you pinpointed on that because I think sometimes as, especially as black people, we just have this hustler's mentality, this hustler's drive, this hustler's ambition. And so sometimes it can lead us to, you know, hopping from job to job to job and, you know, I'm, you know what, I'm tired of this, I'm about to go do, you know, something else, you know, which I'm, I'm not saying, you know, there is great to have different avenues that you are pursuing and, and you know, leaving the legacies in different areas of your life life but I just don't want us to be chasing different things like you you said for the wrong reasons but it it should be intentional going back to what Tiffany said checking your heart checking you know the the feeling and if this is really truly right for you because sometimes that hustler's mentality that hustler's ambition can just have us can lead us astray really and it can have us live in a harder life than what we could have really been you know more stressful than what it needs to be. We're not seeing certain things through. We're not finishing certain projects because we just hopping on to the next thing. So, yeah. That's so good. I guess the last thing where I would just want to leave with everyone is just share, cherish, cherish every day. You know, mm-hmm. you know, we talking about being, you know, you know, making real impact and real change, but Joy, you know, they say is revolutionary. So enjoy this day and every single day and, and love on your loved ones and your family and friends. So and yourself. Right. And keep pushing, y'all. Keep pushing. Do not give up because really this is for whatever you're doing, whatever you're pursuing, it is not just for you. It is for your family, your children, and it is for that legacy that you want to leave behind. So when you think about giving up, think about all the people who are going to be affected by that. Mm, that's good. That's good. All right, y'all. What time is it? It's affirmation time. 
It's affirmation time. It's affirmation time. Y'all, if this is your first time tuning in on the Soul Feeling Podcast, we always, 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 always end our podcast with a positive affirmation. So what the heck is an affirmation? An affirmation is any statement that you are using to transform your life. Either you're transforming your life for the good or you're transforming your life for the not so good. So I, it is my goal that we are all transforming our life for the good. Because even in the Bible, it states, let the weak say, say I am strong. So on those days when you're not feeling like your best self and not feeling like you the strongest, still affirm, still speak positivity over your life. Um, I'm affirming that there are millions billions trillions of y'all out there tuned in and it's three of us and we're gonna go ahead and end this thing off with our positive affirmations so who wants to go first i got it <laughs> i feel like you have to say why oh, I, I think i think i am too i think i am too <laughs> i will say this i am enjoying life because i am in joy Ooh, that's good. That was not what I was going to say. Oh, I love okay. that. I love that. <laughs> I am leaving behind a abundant legacy filled with God's divine purpose and love. I am a voice for justice. I will use my voice and my influence for good. I love that. All right, okay. You know, where, you know where we're putting those at. Okay. <laughs> All right, guys. Yes. I hope you guys enjoyed today. We enjoyed talking to you guys. And please follow us on all social media platforms, Soul Feeling Podcast everywhere. S-O-U-L. S-O-U-L-F-I-L-L-I-N-G podcast. And if you are listening to us on Apple Podcasts in particularly, please leave a five-star rating and write something soulful and sweet. We absolutely love when y'all leave reviews. Y'all are so heartfelt. Love it. That will help us get more and more on the top ranking so everybody's soul could be fed. And if you are listening to us on any other platform because we're on YouTube, Spotify, SoundCloud, Google Play, and Apple Podcasts, go ahead and hit that subscribe button so you do not miss an episode. Yes. And last thing, if you have not done so already, head over to our Patreon right now. Like, just stop what you're doing. Go to our Patreon. Head over there, guys. Sow a seed into us. If we said anything that was impactful, that moved you, something that you believe in, that you rocking with us, vibe with us on a financial, economical level and, you know, sow into us. Um, and we appreciate you guys. No gift is too little and definitely no gift is too large. So, you know, we receive all and we love you all and thank you all so much for supporting us. Until love next time, so Bye. Bye. Bye.